You're listening to the best. Nine. Thirty. It's right here. W. F. M. D. Eight eleven on the morning news express with the morning mayor Bob Miller. Chris Michaels running the uh, show this morning, producing it. Producer extraordinaire, and on the phone with us from the Chamber of Commerce is the one and only Mr. Rick Weldon. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you doing? You know what? Every day is a holiday. Every meal is a banquet, brother. Hey, you know something? I and I'll start off with an observation. Listening to Loretta Gaines at the top of the hour at the local news reminds me about why I love WFMD. It's the consistency, brother. It's Bob Miller. It's Diana Gibson. It's Kevin McManus. It's Loretta. Hearing these voices that I've been hearing for decades now, (laughs) telling me what I need to know to start my day, I have to tell you, it connects me to what is important about Frederick County. Well, I appreciate that. It just means we're all long in the tooth. <laughs> so yeah, 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 we we are that. Hey, I, look, I'm celebrating my 10th anniversary at the Chamber of Commerce this month. Now, I don't mean to be rude on this one. I appreciate and I am so thankful that you actually found what really, really makes you tick. Because, I mean, there was times that you kind of jumped around a little bit and to try to find the right spot. And I think this is the perfect spot for you. So I tell people, I think I've told you this before, but I tell people, look, everything I've done up till now, you know, I worked for the Navy Department as a civilian for 13 years. Um, I was city administrator of Brunswick for a little over a decade. I was COO of the city of Frederick for a couple of years under Jim Grimes and a couple of years under Randy McClement. And then politics, right? County commissioner, state delegate. Everything I've done to this moment in time has prepared me for what it is I do every day for small businesses in Frederick County. Well, let's get the uh, let's get one of the reasons why I called you. Well, I mean, one of the things that you com- you're coming up. Uh, obviously, you and I both had a little uh, issue uh, the day that you were really supposed to be here. Uh, I got sick, and and your alarm clock went off the wrong time, which is <laughs> yeah. which is fine. But you told me you sent me a text message. It came to me at one forty in the morning, and I'm like, "Where? What are you doing up that early, or that late?" And you were working on She Week. Tell me what She Week is all about. Yeah, so it's our biggest event that we do all year, um, p- partly because we had to pause the public safety awards, although we're bringing them back next year. Um, but, you know, during COVID, you couldn't get 400, 500 people together, so we kind of put the public service awards on pause. But this She Week um, promotion, Bob, um, we, we take three days, and we intentionally celebrate women entrepreneurs purposely in, with intention. Because uh, women entrepreneurs face challenges that us guys uh, generally don't face. It's been a little bit harder. Our experience has been a little bit harder for them. It's harder for them to access capital. It's harder for them to balance the lifestyle stuff they have to balance in order to run a business. So we took these couple days, three days out of the year, to be really intentional about recognizing women. So we start on Tuesday with a big conference couple hundred um, women and some men showed up at the ARC on market to um, have keynote speeches and panel discussions and breakout sessions. Uh, Then yesterday, um, women and some men showed up at the ARC on market to um, have keynote speeches and panel discussions and breakout sessions. Uh, Then yesterday, last night, they had a uh, video pitch competition at Hood College. And then tonight we wrap it up with a awards event and networking event out at Musket Ridge Golf Course. Um, 
And this is a big deal for us. I mean, literally, we're getting together 500-plus women entrepreneurs for a couple days to kind of celebrate the things that they do to make Frederick County special. And, look, this has been true forever, Bob, since I've been here, right? I think back to um, people like Faye Cannon. Remember Faye with uh, oh, yeah. Farmers and Mechanics Bank and right um, Ramona Remsburg? I mean, it, the women entrepreneurs in Frederick County have always played an important role. We just take a couple of days to kind of celebrate that. And not only the women entrepreneurs, I mean, the women who started businesses, but the, the women who are in business with, you know, I, I, you know, with their partners. I mean, I think about Colonial Jewelers and, you know, what they have done and, you know, the impact that they have made, the impact that she has made, uh, on, you know, and that's just one of many. But, um, you know, we love the women downtown and we love the women in Frederick County and that's good that they are, you guys are actually supporting them. I, I kind of mentioned this because, um, and we got to take a break, is that you were also part of the Jessica Fitzwater administration's um, kind of roundtable of, you know, what you guys were planning on doing as an administration and moving forward. And part of that had to be, you know, they were, there's always a big um, equity and inclusion uh, component mm-hmm. to what she was doing. And you were part of that. Yeah, I, I was. And, and after the break, we'll talk about I knew there would be controversy, right? I knew getting helping her get started, there'd come a time when I'd have to sit across the table from her and be on the opposite side of an issue. Well, look, it's already happened. And we'll talk about the emissions and amusement tax um, when uh, after you, we get back from the break. But that that was an example of I knew something would come up. And sure enough, it has. Well, not only that, we'll talk about what's going on in downtown Frederick. I read a post from uh, an actual businesswoman in downtown Frederick talking about signs that she's seeing in stores and the troubles that downtown is having and, and what can we do and what can the chamber do or what the chamber is doing to uh, help those businesses downtown that are part of the chamber. We'll do that coming up on the Morning News Express 817 at WFMD. We've got our finger on the pulse of Mid-Maryland. 930 WFMD. Morning News Express on WFMD. We are joined by the uh, president and CEO of the Frederick County Chamber of Commerce. His name is Rick Weldon. And uh, Mr. Weldon, I was uh, on a uh, friend's radio podcast yesterday and he asked a question because he's in the music business and he asked a question because I'm in news talk and he goes everything seems so left and right anymore is there any any place in in our world and in news talk where you can actually hear the comments from somebody and you go oh okay I can understand that I can I can get on board with that and I think if one person was able to do that you're that guy in my mind that I can listen to you and even if we would disagree I would go okay he makes a good argument for his position, and um, I appreciate that. So were you able to do that with Jessica Fitzwater when it came to this tax you were talking about? Yeah, de- definitely. But let me just tell you, and I know I know your heart, uh, and I know how much your dad meant to you as uh, a mentor and an influencer. Well, my dad was that too, and he just passed in March. But when I was 15 years old, Bob, he was real involved in the Republican Party in Newcastle County. He was the chair of the Republican Party in Newcastle County for like a decade. And here's what he told me one time. He said, if you ever want to get into this game, the public administration, public service game, politics, here's what you got to learn. You got to learn how to disagree with somebody on a matter of public policy without losing respect 
for your shared humanity. Fight like hell, but don't lose respect for the fact that you're both human beings, uh, fathers, parents, uh, employees. Respect that, and then go do what you got to do. So, yeah, uh, it has worked. So uh, Jessica asked me if I'd help her the night that the vote was uh, tallied, and I had to go check with the board, my board, to make sure that was okay. Um, and we had a very open 90-day process, and what we came out with was a series of recommendations on how to get her started. And I knew from the moment we did that work that there would come a time where I would be finding myself in opposition to something she wanted to do. So part of her budget preparation for this year included a 10% admissions and amusement tax. This was a tax that the Blaine Young Board of County Commissioners took from 6% to zero purposely. And Jessica's plan was to take it from zero up to 10%. It would only apply in the unincorporated areas of the county because most of our municipalities already have an A&A tax, like the city of Frederick, Brunswick, uh, um, other municipalities already have one. So I've got members like Tree Trekkers or Regal Cinema or Urban Air Adventure Park or uh, Fourth Dimension Fun Center that charge an, an, an admission for people to come in and use the facility well, they would have to add that 10% tax that they would have to remit to the comptroller who would then um, send it back to the county. And this would be a big impact for these small family-owned businesses, right? A big impact. Well, think about so, what's coming up. Uh, October, you know, all the pumpkin patches out there. Right. And, and then how about the $15 an hour minimum wage, right? So everybody that works for you, including high school kids, is now going to have to be paid 15 bucks an hour, and that creates wage compression in the workforce, when you've got a kid who's been working for you for a couple of years and they're not making 15 and the new kids coming in are making 15, you've got to adjust up the salaries for your workforce. So I knew this was going to be an issue. So I approached the county executive and said, look, can I get some of my members together and have you come listen to what they have to say? And I wasn't sure how she'd react, Bob, I, you know, because I know she wanted to do this. You know what she said? Yeah, get them all together. I'll come over to the chamber. I'll explain to them why I want to do what I want to do, and I'll listen to them. And I'll do that before I draft a bill. So she did. So I got, uh, I don't know, we had probably 13, 14 people in my conference room. She showed up. She promised us an hour. She stayed for an hour and 20 minutes. She waited until every single business had a chance to explain the impact this was going to have. And then she said, all right, look, I'm going to, get, I'm going to take this and go back. As I work with my team to craft something, I'll share it with you. This has definitely had an impact on me. One of my businesses, Bob, brought their P&L. I mean, their, their whole profit and loss statement, their monthly wow. um, you know, financial documents, to prove to her what the impact this would have on them. Um, I'm not sure we would always have gotten that from county government, that level of, look, I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, so, yeah, I do think it works, and I think part of that is you temper – how you fight, um, and you don't bring out the guns and chains and knives until you absolutely have to. You try to find a way to be uh, more positive in how you convey information, and I think that's worked. Well, obviously, you've not been part of a, uh, a rivalry brawl down underneath the bridge one time back in the eight. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want you to go there. Uh, so you did bring the, <laughs> the chains and the bats and the knives. All right. If you can hang on for one more segment, I want to talk about a, a post I saw from somebody downtown talking about downtown businesses that are struggling. We'll do that next if you have time, Rick. Sure. Okay. We'll do that next. Coming up on the Morning News Express, 829 at WFMD. 
It's the Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life and your money. Tune in Saturdays at 2 on the Talk of Mid-Maryland, 930 WFMD. Morning News Express, 837 at WFMD. Our final chat with um, Rick Weldon. The uh, president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, and I know that we don't have a whole lot of time, Rick, but uh, I was reading an, a, a post on Facebook from a friend of mine who's a small business owner in downtown Frederick and was just talking about how walking through downtown, they saw many signs talking about sales. One sign actually said, help me save my business. Um, you know, people are shopping online more often, and it was just kind of a, a plea to maybe shop downtown. Are we seeing um, downtown business? Businesses, obviously the economy, and everybody's got to try to pinch a penny, save a penny. Um, are we seeing this economy really hurting the businesses downtown? Yes. The answer is absolutely yes. And it's been true since COVID. Um, we celebrated through COVID that we only lost 6 or 7% of the businesses downtown when other downtowns, historic downtowns, saw double-digit losses in business. But even those businesses that have been able to sustain themselves have found themselves closer in the margins than they ever had before. So, you know, when they we talk about economic recovery, I, I think that's optimism driving that discussion as opposed to reality. So I think there are a lot of things that we have to be cognizant of. But look at what's being done. So the Downtown Frederick Partnership, I work very closely with my colleague, Karen Norman, who's the executive director of the DFP. They're doing a lot of things, Bob. They've got ambassadors now who are essentially custodial employees who work in the downtown area trying to pick up cigarette butts and food wrappers and kind of keep the downtown clean. They've, they've got a very direct outreach to those downtown business owners to say, what are the bureaucratic um, elements that you find yourself running up against that we can work to remove to make you a little bit more successful? And that includes things like directional signage and um, reasons to bring people into downtown like Alive at Five and First Saturday and those kinds of um, promotional things that bring shoppers into downtown. But it's absolutely true. There are, there are worries on the horizon. Uh, panhandlers. It's a huge issue. I got a guy in front of Starbucks every time I walk by him, which is multiple times a day. The guy asks me for cash, and I tell him every single time, dude, I don't carry much cash. I use debit cards for most things now. So if you have a square, maybe I can help you, but if not, there's no sense asking me. Um, now that um, cannabis is legal, I, I can walk two blocks in downtown and smell cannabis odor strongly, even though you're not supposed to be using it yeah, in, right. down there, right? So there are lots of things that we need to be cognizant of, concerned with, uh, working with, because these small business owners need as much targeted help as we can provide them to overcome um, a shaky economy, questionable consumer confidence, and, you know, the reasons why people get out and spend a little bit of money at a specialty retail shop in downtown. Well, I know you're in the business of supporting businesses. You mentioned cannabis uh, and the businesses. I mean, I was worried when I talked to the uh, the mayor, and, and I'm like, are we just going to have a bunch of head shops on every corner? And he said, well, we're looking into some of that. It is now can be a legal business. Um, if you have cannabis businesses coming to the chamber, are you going to embrace them? So we have cannabis businesses in the chamber, Bob. Um, oh, okay. Cure Relief, uh, down on um, 355, down by 
uh, Francis Scott Key Mall. So we, we do have cannabis businesses in our membership, and we have since it became legal as a medical product. Um, that said, I, I think the government and, and state politicians did what they usually do, which is pass bills without fully understanding the unintended consequences, because this could really become a problem. Look, if you're an employer and you've got a transportation component in your business, hey, the federal DOT is going to nail you if your employees are using that legally available product in Maryland. Um, th- there are a lot of unintended consequences, including I don't believe your legal right to imbibe in that product should interfere with my legal right to quietly enjoy a walk downtown without having to smell it, um, and which is why I probably would have opposed it if I was still in the House of Delegates. Not that I'm a cons- I was a conservative, but because I don't think your right to enjoy something should impinge on my right not to. Yep. Um, and I don't think the legislature gave that enough thought when they approved this. Absolutely. All right. If somebody wants to join the chamber. You're still taking uh, you're still taking businesses, right? www.frederickchamber.org. You can join the Chamber of Commerce without even having to talk to me. But I'd rather they talk to me uh, so I can explain the value proposition. There you go. And uh, I value your friendship and I value your expertise and uh, your insights, Mr. Weldon. Thank you so much for being part of the Morning News Express. Thanks, Bob, and thanks for being my morning uh, guidepost for my day. I appreciate it. 842 at WFMD.